This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I remember we had one app that we promoted and we got them uh, over 100,000 users for their app. Kind of pre-revenue, so... (laughs) You know, that's when I really learned the importance, not just of hitting those KPIs, but also, you know, the return on ad spend, actually working with the businesses to figure out what is your actual return going to be? And then how can we turn this into a flywheel so it keeps producing revenue for you? Yeah. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting. And here's the episode. All right, guys, we are back. We're talking YouTube today, YouTube ads with one of the best in the game, I'd say, Alaric Hack today. How's it going, man? Going great. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. So how long you been doing YouTube ads for? So I've been doing YouTube ads for eight years, but I've been on YouTube for over 14 years. It's yeah. that old? Yeah, I started out uh, back in 2009. I started pretty young, too. I was, I was 12 at the time, created a YouTube channel, uh, AppFind, a uh, skill that's about half a million subscribers, like teaching people how to use their iPhone, tech tutorials. Um, I've actually got one of the top videos on like how to use your iPhone, like, wow. iPhone complete beginner's guide. And, uh, and so I kind of built that up over time and that's when I saw that YouTube was such a powerful platform, um, especially for marketing. Mm. And so about eight years ago, I was in college at the time and I had, uh, the YouTube channel that was generating some good revenue, but I knew I wanted to do something a little bit more. Mm. And so one day, one of the apps that I was promoting, they came to me and they said, Hey, can we take this video that you made? So I just did a sponsored video on the channel. They got a bunch of downloads for their app. They said, can we take this video and run that as an ad? And or can we take this video and use it to get more people to watch or to, to download the app? Mm. And I said, well, what if we take this, this video and run it as an ad? They were a little skeptical. So they were actually coming to me and saying, how, how can we get more downloads? And I said, well, what if we run the video as an ad? And that's what we did. And we took that video and we got thousands more downloads for their app. Wow. So they were blown away. They call me up. They say, hey, Alric, we want you to drop out of college, fly out <laughs> here to Silicon Valley, you know, join our team. You can run ads you know, uh, for our app. And they had a bunch of different you know, apps that they represented. And I turned it down. I said, you know what? I want to do this myself. Mm. And that's when I created Ad Outreach um, eight years ago and uh, you know, started really originally with YouTube ads for mobile apps. And then I expanded into different businesses, coaches, consultants, mm-hmm. you know, course creators, experts. Um, those types of businesses. Nice. Yeah. Cause the margins on apps are probably pretty low, right? Yeah. Especially you have some of the apps that were free apps. Like I remember we had one app that we promoted and we got them, uh, over a hundred thousand users. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for their app mm-hmm. um and uh i'm like hey you know this is great can we keep scaling you know this, we hit all those benchmarks and i remember they they turned uh, turned to me and said well we're kind of pre-revenue so <laughs> we're not you know we're not actually you know the, the the users are great and there were daily active users coming in yeah. but they weren't making any money and so that's that was actually my wake-up call when i realized like wait a second like we did exactly what they wanted us to do we got mm-hmm. you know their app uh hundred over a hundred thousand downloads and we've done millions for different apps. Yeah. Um, but what I realized is that with a free app, it's so different than if you're selling something, if you have like a course or you have some type of consulting product or service or something that's a little bit more high ticket. Yeah. Um, it's just the margins are going to be much better and then you can keep scaling. And so, um, you know, that's when I really learned the importance, not just of hitting those KPIs, but also, you know, the return on ad spend being Mm. like the core metric, like actually working with the businesses to figure out what is your actual return going to be? Right. And then how can we turn this into a flywheel so it keeps producing revenue for you? Yeah. So I've heard YouTube's a tough egg to crack in terms of running ads, but I, I've heard once you do, it's really insane. Is that true? Yeah. So there's a there's a barrier of entry that other platforms like Facebook don't have. So that's exactly uh, you know the case that a lot of people find is they try to go on YouTube and they say, well, it's not the same as Facebook. It's not as quick uh, to put something up on Facebook, you could put up an image, kind of a more simple video. Yeah. You might get a little bit of traction. That said, on Facebook, as we know, you might get traction early on, but it's a little bit more challenging to scale because it's all interruption based. People are scrolling on Facebook. You got to kind of interrupt them. The quality might not be quite there as much as YouTube. Mm-hmm. On YouTube, it's more of an intent based platform. People are going on YouTube to learn. They're looking up, you know, how do I actually solve this problem? How do I do this thing? Mm. And so, if you can reach them at that time with a video. Um, when they have intent, you can reach the right person at the right time with the right message that gets them to convert. Shout out to Another Bite, hosted by John Dick, Jareem Monroe, Ariel Boswell, and it is on the HubSpot network, the number one network for business professionals. They basically do a recap of Shark Tank episodes. They cover their favorite episodes. They interview entrepreneurs that pitch. They give their thoughts, their own ideas, and even come up with some of their own companies. I just listened to an episode, and it was from season one of Shark Tank, The Ionic Ear. This guy wanted to surgically implant a device into your brain. It was very hilarious. Check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. Another bite. Peace. And so that's what we do with YouTube. And the reason that it's a higher barrier of entry is people just kind of put up a simple video or they don't actually target it in front of the the right people the right way. And so it's not as easy to start right off the bat, but that's actually where I've really honed my expertise is in crafting the perfect YouTube ad. It has a hook. It draws people in, right. it educates, it provides value, it has a call to action, gets people to take action, and then targeting that ad directly in front of the right people mm. um, on YouTube. That's kind of the key. And it's the thing that I think a lot of people get wrong is what video to create and then how to reach the right people. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain YouTube ads I see every day. I'm like, that guy has to be on it. Yeah. Right now I get uh, Jeremy Lee Minor. I get oh, that yeah. ad every oh, yeah. day. I yep. used to get Ty Lopez, of course, mm-hmm. Cardone, uh, Tony Robbins when he did that big webinar. Mm-hmm. I feel like YouTube is, I mean, they have so many users. It's oh, insane. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, you must have been part of some really big campaigns. Yeah, yeah, some some pretty big ones. You've probably seen like you know Cole Gordon. Oh, I get that all the all the time. Yeah, helped him like back in the day get get all his YouTube ads up and running. So there's there's a lot of really great people um, that are just seeing a lot of success on on the YouTube side. And the way to do it is really making sure that you're reaching people at the exact kind of time that they're looking to learn. Mm -hmm. On Facebook um, and other platforms, it's more interruption based, right? And so people are scrolling by. On YouTube, if we can reach people when they're watching videos um, and they're looking to potentially learn a topic or a skill, maybe they've searched something recently on YouTube or Google, you could target them using a custom intent based right. on recent searches. Um, then you can reach them at the right time and also with a video that's going to provide value, get them excited, get them watching. And and, um, and because it's already a video they're watching, let's say you're sending them to a training, they're much more likely to actually consume that training mm -hmm. and then go through the rest of the funnel because they're already in kind of a video consumption mode. Yeah, I feel like the targeting is probably more precise than Facebook, right? Yeah. I mean, Google has millions of data points. Yeah. And that's the thing that people don't realize is it's not just YouTube that they have all the data. They have all your Google searches. They have uh, Google Analytics, which is installed on 55.49% of all websites, mm. has Google Analytics installed. So they're tracking all the data over half the websites that people visit. Wow. Um, they also have Google Chrome as well. So, you know, anybody who's visiting any site on Google Chrome, it's in the, you know, terms and conditions. They're tracking all that information. And this is another one that really gets people. Gmail. There's a reason it's free, mm. right? It's because they're tracking all that data. Where do all <laughs> your receipts go? They go back to Gmail. They know and they can build a profile. What do you like to buy? You know, what are you interested in? What do you sign up to? Mm. And then all of that data can be used um, when you go and actually target people with Google and YouTube ads. That's insane. Um, when it comes to making the videos for the ads, how hard is that process? So that's the thing that if people don't know the right process, it can take a little bit of time. But that's something that you can speed up by having the right framework. So the way that it works is we found, because we've written now thousands of uh, YouTube ad scripts for our clients, mm -hmm. we found that there's a winning formula. There's a hook that draws people in. There's an educate section where we're providing value and mm -hmm. then a call to action. The big thing that people miss is really providing that value mm. because in order to get an ad that's really going to connect with your ideal client, you want to provide some type of value, demonstrate your expertise, um, showcase the product or service or coaching, consulting, whatever it happens to be, and showcase that inside of the ad. And then people get a little bit of a taste and then they're going to want to actually go and sign up and uh, take action. That's what Jeremy does in his ads. I'm like, mm -hmm. wait, why is he teaching right now? This is an ad, but that makes a lot of sense now. Exactly. And then, if, especially if you're sending people to a training, and then the training is going to provide a little bit more value, and then you're getting people to get on a, a phone call or whatever that next step is, then that's going to provide more value, maybe customize it to that person, and then that's where the high-ticket offer will be made. And so that's a really good way to kind of bring people through a funnel, starting with value, and then almost having these breadcrumbs that lead them along the way mm. to uh, the desired results of you know becoming a client or the purchase or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, that's cool. Now, I know your agency was the 60th fastest growing company in the world last year? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. 2022. Yes. That's insane. 60, yeah. So is that based off revenue or how do they calculate? So that? that's based off of revenue. So Inc goes in and they look at all your books. Like they, they literally go through and they, with a fine tooth comb and look at wow. like all the details. So that's like certifiable, like, you know, full results. We scaled 6,052% uh, in that three year period leading up to 2022. So Gosh, yeah, sixty like, X. Yeah, I do that in my head. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So we, we grew we grew pretty fast, and we practiced what we preached. Just, just you, like YouTube ads, that's what we use to to really ramp up. 
And uh, YouTube ads on the front end, that brings everybody in. Mm -hmm. We also have a strategy called omnipresent retargeting. So once we bring people in with YouTube, mm -hmm. we want to hit them everywhere because right. once they're a lead, you know, we know they're interested. So we want to pop up not just on YouTube, but on Facebook, Google search, you know, LinkedIn, all the different platforms. But YouTube pulls people in. Then we retarget people everywhere. And it's actually kind of interesting because a lot of people scale up you know, organically, or they do a lot of different things or different promotions. Mm -hmm. And it's only now that I'm starting to do, you know, podcasts like this. And, you know, I've got, I'm growing the organic YouTube channel, all those different things, but YouTube ads really was the driver of that growth. And so it's always wow. good when you, you can practice what you preach. So, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's the first sign I look for when I'm hiring anyone, honestly. Yeah. Like, are you doing what you're coaching or teaching? Yeah. Cause there's certain coaches that make more off the coaching than what they're doing. Yeah. And that to me is if the numbers are too skewed, it's a red flag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of AI, are you using that anywhere in the company right now? Yeah. So I actually created a software called Keyword Search. So keywordsearch.com. And this is an AI ad targeting software. Um, I've spent the last you know three years developing it. So it didn't have AI at the very beginning. So originally what it was, was a software that allows you to find all the different like keywords uh, that people are searching on YouTube uh, or on Google. And then you can go and target that with YouTube ads. Over the last year, once AI came out, um, it used to be a little bit more of a, a manual process, even though it's sped up, you know, mm -hmm. what people used to do. We actually automated the whole thing with AI. So people go on to, you know, keywordsearch.com. They just type in, here's my business. Here's my URL. We'll scrape the whole URL. Uh, here's some details about my product or service. They click generate, and it'll give them all of the different uh, keywords that people might be looking up on YouTube, on Google, mm. um, URLs that you could potentially target. Um, which I'll get to in a second, because that's a really cool type of targeting on okay. YouTube. Um, and then also potential channels they might be watching, um, you know, different interests and in-market audiences you can sync with Google. And then you just click which ones you want, mm. and then in one click can sync it over to Google Ads. Wow. Yeah. And that so that's is, like a yeah, software. Yeah. That is powerful. Uh, I just found one yesterday. I forget the name, but you type in anyone's name. Mm -hmm. It pulls up all the most commonly searched Google questions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as a podcast host, that's good to know, because now I can ask some of these and see what people are interested in. Exactly, exactly. And so those types of tools, like AI tools are so powerful. And I think that that's the future is just figuring out how to augment it with AI. I remember having somebody on my team say, hey, Alric, why do we develop like this, this AI software? Because this is a lot of like what we're going in and doing manually. It's like, are we trying to replace that? It's like, well, honestly, if we don't try to disrupt ourselves, somebody else will. Mm. So I want to build the best AI tool to do what I currently do manually because then that's part of what I'm building. And then I can use that with my team. And I can also have our clients use that um, and have people go and use that. And then, you know, that allows me to almost disrupt myself with AI. And I right. think that's something that really people should look at is, you know, how can you take what you do and figure out how to make AI uh, to make it better? Mm. Because if you don't, somebody else will do it for you and they could potentially walk away with that. So you want to be the creator of the AI that disrupts things that you're doing yourself. Right. It's going to happen regardless, right? Exactly. It's already here. Exactly. And it's an interesting debate because I was at a conference, like an intimate one the other week, and it was a bunch of business owners, and they were actually worried about AI. They were yeah. saying that it, they have a lot of family-type businesses, I guess, and they don't want to replace their employees. So it's interesting to hear both sides, but I feel like it is going to take over a lot of jobs. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see what's happening right now. And I think that that's the thing is it's looking at how can we use AI to 10x our productivity. And I think that that's the way that I really look at it is I want to see, okay, instead of having to have it replace potential people that we have on the team, how can we amplify people that we have on the team mm. so that we turn them into that, you know, 10x, uh, you know, copywriter or that 10x 
uh, ad strategist or media buyer. Yeah. Um, and I've heard people talk about it in software, like the 10x you know, software developer, right? So how can we do this to actually just create more output as opposed to, you know, it, the way I look at it, because some people look at it as, oh, if this is how much we want to create and then AI allows us to bridge that gap, well, maybe we don't need as many people. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it is if we're here and AI allows us to create more, I'm not going to cut back to keep doing the same. I want to do that to, you know, 10x what I'm doing mm. and actually grow, you know, my ability to go and serve clients and do more with the people that we have and superpowering them with AI, yeah. with, you know, a software like keyword search or a software, like you mentioned, that comes up with questions or copywriting software. That way we can superpower them. I like that perspective a lot more because people try to pit the two against each other all the time. Yeah. But that, that I, I like a lot. Um, you mentioned targeting websites earlier. Yes. How do you do that? So this is a really, really powerful method uh, to target people on YouTube that not a lot of people know about, mm. which is using URL affinity audiences. So this allows you to build what's called a URL affinity audience um, as an audience segment inside of Google based on websites that people have gone to or similar sites. So what you can do is you can go in and target um, people who have gone to certain websites. So let's say people that have gone to like ClickFunnels or mm. people who have gone to, you know, a webinar jam or these different things that maybe we know they might be an ideal client for us because they use software that illustrates that they might be an online business. And so what I can do is target people that have been to those sites, mm. but it gets a layer deeper. Imagine targeting your competitor's website. Yo. So you just put in your competitor's URLs into this URL affinity audience, yeah. and you can target people based on that, people who have gone to those sites or similar sites with your YouTube ads. Dude, we got to talk because I, I have networking yeah. events and I'm always interested in getting people. Mm -hmm. Easiest way to do that is to get people that go to other events to come to yours because you already know they're interested in events. Yeah. And I didn't know you could target those sites. Yeah, yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Can you target specific landing pages or just the overall site? So the overall site does work very well. In terms of specific landing pages, um, it depends on how Google's able to grab it. So like I said, Google Analytics has 55% of all websites. And so um, they have a lot of data. They also know what people click on from Google search. Mm -hmm. so that's all the data that they're pulling in. So what we found is specific landing pages, that can work very well. Um, but sometimes it, 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 it just depends on the site. Right. Um, so for instance, uh, there are some sites that are like walled gardens, right? Where they don't give Google that data. So linking to a specific Facebook group or something like that, or a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. that's uh, in that way, obviously there's other ways to target that on Google uh, and YouTube, but like in that way, it's not necessarily the same, but on a website that has Google analytics installed, and then you have a specific uh, article or you have a specific page or specific landing page, then that's where you can put it into the URL audience. That makes sense. Yeah. So for 2024, what type of products, campaign services do you think are going to do well with YouTube and Google ads? Yeah, so uh, definitely coaching, consulting, high ticket uh, courses, expert-based businesses. Those are a lot of the clients that we have mm -hmm. because it's really valuable because they can actually get themselves out there on YouTube. They're the face of the brand. Um, they have that you know high ticket offering um, and they also have an expertise that they can showcase are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. On video, mm. right? People are watching YouTube to learn. Let's say somebody's going and trying to figure out how to invest in real estate, right? They might be looking up how to invest in real estate on Google, on YouTube, or going to different websites using the URL affinity, what you can do is you can go in and target people that have looked that up or gone to those sites. And now on YouTube, next time they go on, 
it pops up with your ad where you pull them in, you've got the hook, you provide value. So now you're teaching them three big things that you might not know about investing in real estate is this, this, and this. And if you want to get my full uh, you know, training, click the link right here on the screen, you'll be able to go and get it. Right. right? And so when you do that, that's going to get people to actually go and raise their hand and say, oh, I want to go and sign up for that because they're actually interested. You're reaching the right people at the right time when they're in that learner's mindset, they're in video consumption mode. Um, and so that's why, you know, coaching businesses, courses, expert businesses, um, those work really well. Um, also higher end services, uh, online companies like software, mm -hmm. uh, those do well too. Um, I think that again, we have e-commerce and companies like that, that perform in apps. It's just, you got to know the margin. So, you know, having a business that either has enough of a big brand that they're able to continue to sell, or they have enough margins uh, in that initial product. I think what's harder uh, going into 2024, just in general, is people that are operating on thinner margins. You know, um, kind of maybe white label drop shipping things, yeah. things like that. Um, usually, those people will go wherever the traffic's cheapest, and it's not necessarily going to be the cheapest on YouTube, but it is going to be the highest quality. Right. So for things like that, it might be over. But for things where you have a higher end offer or coaching, consulting courses or expert based business, then you want the highest quality traffic. You want the best people yep. that are actually going to have intent and look to buy. Yeah, especially for high ticket. You don't exactly. want to be wasting your time. I, I've run Facebook lead ads and some of the leads are hilarious. <laughs> have you run those before? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, mean, I love to test all kinds of different different ads and different platforms and different things. And so to a minor degree, we've ran some of those different things, although I'm sure there's people that have ran you know, a lot of that. But I think the thing is, is you, you see, if you've ever run Facebook lead ads or those types of things, you'll see that the quality just isn't quite there no. because it's people that just click a button, they put in their details and uh, Facebook in that case is optimizing for that. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily optimizing for the people that are going to be the highest quality leads. So there's even better ways to advertise on platforms like Facebook than right. that. But then on YouTube, you're getting in front of people with that video, right? They're already saying, okay, I want to watch this video. They're not skipping it. Yeah. You're getting in front of them. Um, you're demonstrating a little bit of that value. And you're reaching them at a time when they're actually consuming content. Um, and it's it's more active versus passive. So yeah. Facebook, it might be passive. They might say, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to click it. YouTube, they're engaged. They're watching something. That makes sense. Also on Facebook, the, the audio is off by default. So most of the video, even if you run a video, so image ads, you know, people kind of scroll by that. But even if you have a video, they have to actually click into the video and unmute the video wow. on Facebook, you know, for that to work. I didn't know that. Whereas on YouTube, or, or if you're scrolling on Facebook, you've already watched a video with mm -hmm. audio, then it'll, it'll autoplay the next video got you it, watch. But if you're just scrolling, it will have mute and then until you unmute it. On YouTube, it's the exact opposite. Most of the video views are with audio on. Mm -hmm. So if people are going on YouTube and they're watching a video, it's audio on by default. They're actually seeing you, hearing you, and they have to watch that five seconds um, in the traditional YouTube ads. There's different types of ads, but in the traditional YouTube ads we're talking about, they're watching that five seconds and then they get to decide if they want to keep watching the video right. and take action. That makes sense. Is there certain KPIs, metrics, ROIs you aim for on campaigns? Yeah. So, and it is really always going to depend based on the individual you know, business, uh, what their goals are, what they're looking for. Um, you know, we always really want to have our clients aim for, you know, higher than 1% click through rate. And then obviously there's people that have you know, much higher than that. Um, but that's kind of a good bench benchmark to initially look at. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, uh, the big metric more than click through rates, um, there's things you can look at like view rates, things like that. Um, the biggest thing though, is what is your cost per conversion? 
Um, and then what is kind of your overall uh, return on ad spend? Right. And that is going to depend on the business. So, you know, kind of benchmarks at a higher level. A lot of our clients, they're kind of seeking at scale for maybe four, five X, six X plus like ROAS. Um, if they have a high ticket offer. That's pretty high. Right? Yeah. But typically that's, that's their goal. That's right. typically their goal. And usually what we're seeing is in a high ticket offer, the three to five X at scale is a reasonable area to get into when you're looking at overall revenue. Okay. It's a little bit different than direct cash collected. So direct cash collected might be a little bit more in the one to three X range. Oh, depending payment, on the plans. payment plans. So exactly. So it's always important to talk about the two different sides of if you're uh, targeting the direct revenue or if you're targeting um, the cash collected ROAS. Right. So w- what we like to look at is what's your overall revenue ROAS as kind of your North Star but then also looking at what cash are you collecting today. And so typically with a lot of high ticket offers, they want to make sure that they're profitable initially on that um, on day one that somebody buys. Not day one that they see the ad, but that somebody buys. So typically that's within a month window. Mm-hmm. So they want to be profitable within that month. And then from there, the better ROAS is made over those subsequent months as they cash collect any additional payment plans mm. they have. Yeah, makes total sense. Are you doing anything with newsletters right now? Yes. So I actually have um, my own newsletter. It's the Marketing Minds newsletter. Um, and we've got about like 97,000 people Damn, on that. Yeah. So good. kind of grew, grown that, which is cool. That's worth and, a lot of money, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 No, they're getting acquired right now. Oh, really? Have you seen yeah, this? yeah. 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 I have seen, I have seen, um, I've seen some of them get like acquired and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's part of my overall kind of brand and stuff. But um, so it, this is kind of connected with me. I've actually thought about even launching like a podcast or something like that too. So that's something potentially on the horizon because mm-hmm. um, I think that that's like a good bouncing point from like a so newsletter. for me, dude. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. more than just the money. It's just like the connections and the branding, I'd say. Yeah. Like the ROI is, is tough the first year, but once you get it going, it's like a snowball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I, you, yeah. You're, you're, I, I think like, especially seeing that, you know, seeing, seeing all this too, I think you're, you're convincing me to do a, do a podcast <laughs> this year. So. I mean, it's changed my go. life. You, yeah. you saw it firsthand. Yeah. I'm only a year in, but the connections yeah. I made money's been decent and just stuff I've learned honestly too. It's incredible how much you've grown over, over that period of time too, which just is amazing. Consistency. I think same yeah. thing with you. You're probably yeah. running hundreds of ads a day. Yeah. I'm posting three yeah. times a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. We've covered a lot. Are you in any masterminds or conferences? Yeah. So, well, I'm here at traffic conversion summit. So, uh, I'm going to be uh, speaking there on YouTube ads, which is always great. Um, I also uh, part of you know Founders Board uh, and Genius Network. Oh, nice! Um, I've heard yeah. great things. About oh, those. they're both yeah, fantastic. Really, uh, you know, uh, Joe Polish with uh, Genius Network, and then also uh, you know Founders Board, Ryan, Roland, mm-hmm. uh, Richard, all those guys, really amazing. And and so I've been in Founders Board for quite some time, kind of newer to, to Genius Network, and um, and then I've been in different masterminds over time too. And yeah. nice. So for people watching this that don't go to conferences or they're thinking about joining a mastermind, what's your advice to them? Yeah, I would definitely do it because it, it really allows you to meet like-minded entrepreneurs, like-minded people, connect and network, and really just get to know other people that are, you know, like us, right? Yeah. A lot of people, they're not wired the same way. Yeah. Like we're, we're just, you know, we're <laughs> That's out That's an understatement here. for sure. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're building something big and exciting. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people just aren't kind of like hardwired that way. And what we want to do is we really want to go out and, um, you know, connect with other people that are doing similar things. You got to find your, your, your tribe of people. And I think that I've just gained so much from being a part of great masterminds and getting to know great people. 
and it's in all areas, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously on the business side, there's a lot of benefits there, but there's also friendships and connections and, you know, also, you know, going to these conferences, there's times to have, you know, fun, there's times to connect with people, there's times to, you know, make business deals. Um, It's just all there. And so it's almost like the perfect, like entrepreneur workcation is events <laughs> because it. it's it's really a workcation you go to the event you get to meet people you network you have a fun time usually there's some kind of activities things like that um and and there's also business purpose too because you're making connections that can really last a long time and 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 do well for your business their business create win-wins yeah all of that i agree with so much dude masterminds have really changed my life i've i have friends that i met like six years ago in masterminds that I still talk to daily. Um, what age were you when you realized you you thought differently than other people? For me, it was actually late because I was yeah. trying to fit in with people in high school. So I didn't realize till late, but what about you? So I remember the exact uh, moment uh, was I, I was in, this was my sophomore year of high school and I had my YouTube channel and I had just crossed over 100,000 subscribers. Mm. And... Um, and I was actually making, you know, I was making money from that. I'd originally I'd applied to the partnership program multiple times and then I got in and that was back when you had to like apply for it. And I remember, you know, I was making money from the channel and uh, I was showing a friend uh, in one of my classes that, you know, the money I was making, it was making like 60,000 a year and it's like over 5,000 a month. A yeah. And so, well, and I didn't really fully even like, you know, and, and, and even though I came from like, uh, you know, middle-class, you know, background, I, I didn't really have a concept of exactly like what that money was because I also was taught like just to save. So I wasn't like spending a lot of it other than maybe some equipment or like new camera or whatever. Right. I was like putting it in this, you know, savings account later on, you know, learn to invest and everything. But, um, but I had that. And I remember the teacher came over and he's like, oh, what are you, you know, what are you, what are you looking at? And, um, and I said, oh, I'm just showing like what I'm making yeah. on YouTube. And he looks at it and, and, and he looks at it and he's like, that's not, that's not real. I can't be. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, is this the saying is $60,000? Like, you know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I've made, you know, like it, on, on YouTube in the last year. And, uh, and, and his face like turns white and it's like, <laughs> that's, that's more than I make. No way. <laughs> yeah, you flexed on him real quick. That was, yeah, that was the eye-opening, eye-opening moment wow. uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you really don't know when you're not around people doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, because you're just, you're just in your zone, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I realized I was holding myself back. I don't know if it was intentionally, but yeah, I wasn't really fully expressing myself in like middle school, high school. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was because of bullies or something, but yeah. I'm glad to see you were doing what you were doing though yeah. at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. I was. And I, I had some of that as well. And I think that part of it is I was focused on like, you know, building up the the channel and things like that. And I had also, you know, had like, you know, gotten, uh, you know, bullied and stuff at, at, a, at a certain point. But uh, I think that like, it's just, you know, at one point you realize like, this is just the path I'm meant to be on and I'm going to yeah. be different. And that's also why it's so amazing to find like-minded people and join a, a mastermind and join a community. Yeah. And I also think like talking to anybody who's like also you young entrepreneurs too, I joined my first mastermind um, when I was uh, 19. Wow. So that was like the first and, and it was a high ticket investment. I was like, I remember the person on the other end of the line and, and I had money I was building up from the YouTube channel. So I want to clarify that. But at the same time, it was the most I had invested in something other than college. Right. right. And um, the person on the other end of the line is like, you do this, it's going to change your life. You're going to be around people that are going to push you. Mm. And I made the investment and it really did. And it changed, you know, my life 
by being able to go around, be around those types of people in that mastermind, see what was possible. That's also how I made the pivot from apps to working with, you know, a lot of expert-based businesses, coaches, consultants. Right. A lot of those people were in that mastermind. And I was just showing them, oh, here's what I'm doing with YouTube ads. They say, will that, will that work for this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so then I start running some YouTube ads. People had webinars and it was all of a sudden doing way better than all the Facebook ads. And, and everybody was like, oh, what's going on here? And then yeah. I started, you know, and, and so that's when I realized that there was that opportunity. And, and so just you never know what that next opportunity is going to be. And I think that putting yourself in the right room is very key. I love that. We'll end off with this. You mentioned you were a big saver earlier. How did you switch that mindset to investor? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I think that the big thing that I saw switching from saving to investing is looking at how do I want, like, what is going to be the best way to actually build something bigger in the future? It's not necessarily just saving money or putting it away. You want to invest in things because that's going to give you a yield and a return. Mm. So there's a certain amount of savings that, you know, people should have. But once you get to that certain spot and you have more abundance in your life, then there's an opportunity to invest that to create more in the future. Mm. And so investing that into myself, so in the masterminds that I join, the mentorship, coaching, you know, mindset, personal development, then a lot of investments there. That's one of the best investments you can make is in yourself. Mm -hmm. And then, in, you know, and then the next is in, in the business. And so the way that I grew, you know, 6,000% wasn't just hanging on to all of those dollars. Now, obviously, always looking at, you know, okay, what can I do to, to you, you, making sure you, you look after your margins and all that stuff? But reinvesting a lot and saying, I'm going to put back in here. I know that I've got a machine. I put a dollar in ads. I get this many dollars out. Right. Let's put more into that. Let's scale that up, right? It's the same uh, example we talked about with the AI, right? It's like, what kind of mindset do you have? Do you have a mindset that's going to say, okay, I'm going to use AI to kind of, you know, have less inputs to get the same output? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to use AI to have the same level of input to get more outputs? And I think that's the way to look at it is how can you invest? to then go and create more and um, and really look at invest in yourself first, then invest in your business, and then also invest in assets and other things that are going to grow. And mm -hmm. uh, and I'm you know grateful and, and, and lucky to be able to invest in all of those. So, I love that. Yeah. Alaric, where can people find you and your programs and everything? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on all the major social media platforms, Alaric Heck. Uh, I got a YouTube channel here as well, provide a lot of value. Uh, I also have a free gift for everybody that is watching. If you're interested in YouTube ads, you can go to adoutreach.com slash gift. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H.com slash gift. Uh, you're going to be able to get my YouTube ad strategy PDF. It'll walk you through step-by-step -step, as well as a training, an opportunity to talk with our team to see uh, if we can help you with YouTube ads for your business. All right, we'll link it in the video. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>